stuff for sure. I was going to get all tangled. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Man, was that not an awesome time of worship? Woo-wee. That was incredible. Incredible. Well, before I jump in um, to my message this morning, uh, just briefly want to kind of jump off of what... Um, what Russell just shared about what a blessing it is, you know, to have, you know, we got how much money's in benevolence or how much is in food pantry. We give it away, and the next week I look and I go, hey, how come we didn't take it out of benevolence or food pantry? And they go, we did. It just, it all came back in, you know. And so it's been a fun process. But uh, I have the privilege this morning as we're, we're talking on the subject of giving to honestly, um, just to say thank you to the whole body. One of the privileges I have and some of the other staff has is, Sometimes you guys mail in a check or you give it and you say, hey, could you give this to so-and-so for us? We want to bless this family. We heard they had a need. And we have the privilege and we get to see um, the fulfillment of prayer and consideration from people when we get to go and give that to them and uh, tell them that, hey, someone wanted to bless you with this. They wanted to Stay anonymous, so we get to bring this. And the tears that we've seen and the joy that we've seen, man, I just want to say thank you so much for being so generous. Uh, with that in mind, we have our Give Joy project that's coming up, and we have uh, met our 125 boxes that we asked you guys to give to. So with that, I want to say thank you as well. And there's an opportunity for us next week on the 6th, we'll be... Um, packing. And so if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to northlands.church forward slash give joy to sign up to pack all the boxes. It's a great time. How many of you guys were involved last year with the packing? That's oh, a great time. It's a good time. And then also the following day, we're going to be host, or the following week, excuse me, we're going to be hosting. And so I want to encourage you guys as well to sign up. We do require registration for those. So if you have a moment to get online, we would greatly appreciate it and sign up for those. The next two weeks is going to be a blast. And so we want to make sure that you sign up for that. If you'd like to give today, you can give multiple ways. There are um, clear containers. There's baskets on either side of the auditorium where you could give to if you want to write a check. Uh, if you, most, I know a lot of people give online, so feel free to go online and to do that as well. They're up here. Um, you can text it or you can um, go to northlandschurch.com forward slash give and you could do that as well. So as I said, very excited to be with you this morning. And... Um, I've titled my message this morning, He Always Leads Us. He Always Leads Us. And uh, before I get into the meat of it, you know, always means at all times, on all occasions. Always is a powerful word because it means always means always. You know, when Michelle and I were involved in marriage counseling, we used to say, hey, the two words you're not allowed to use is always and never. You can't say, well, you always or you never, but this is the amazing thing about God is he has the ability to use always because he's so faithful. And the truth that I want to bring this morning is he always leads us. You know, I was taking consideration of, you know, as, as Russell said earlier, the year has kind of been tough. You know, we've, there's been a lot of uncertainty. And in uncertainty, it can sometimes uh, stir up fear or a, a loss of hope, or how is this all going to work out in many different categories. And honestly, it reminded me of when the Israelites, when the Lord led them, and he was leading them to the promised land. And at each time a moment of uncertainty came, 
They, they were left to be filled with fear and begin to question, is this the end? Is this the time we're gonna, you know, not get across? They didn't part the sea, so they're behind us, and are we gonna get killed, or how are we gonna eat? There's no way we could feed all these people. And time and time, and every time they, they reached a place of uncertainty, the faithful God, he was always faithful to lead them and continued to lead them. Even in those places of uncertainty, even in those places of difficulty. And as I was preparing for this this weekend, I felt kind of the same thing. You know, we look at 2020, and we may look at in, in, in the past, and you could even be looking right here, what does the end hold? You know, I don't know about you, but I've seen memes where people are posting pictures, and one of them was the door was marked 2021, and someone had this really long stick, and they were really careful opening it from a distance, right? And I'm sure we've seen all of those kind of things, but with, with a little bit of fear and like, gosh, if this is 2020, what is 2021 going to be like? But I want to tell you something. He always leads us. At all times, on all occasions, he leads us. It's an amazing truth. So let's jump into uh, the passage we're going to be talking about today in 2 Corinthians 2, uh, 12 through 15. And it's, it starts with this. Now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. And I'm going to stop for just a moment. The, the next passage is really where we're going to spend a lot of our time, but I want us to notice something. He says, you know, the Lord, this is what the Lord has done. He opened a door for me, but I still had no peace. I like to call it the peace effect. The peace effect. When the Lord is leading us or I'm looking to find out where the Lord is going, one of the main questions I ask is, is there peace? Do I feel peace? Is there peace on this situation? Do I feel the Lord's peace in this, in, in this scenario? How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? The peace effect. It's one of, I believe, for at least for me, it's one of the main ways that God speaks to me when he's leading me. Is there peace in this situation? And if I'm heading down a direction with the Lord and there's no peace, the only thing I have to do is hit the brakes, not the gas. Because I gotta figure out what's going on. If I don't have peace in doing this, if I don't have peace moving forward, if I don't feel like this is, there's something, all of a sudden, this, why is this so difficult? Why is this so hard? Why is there no peace in this situation? it's time for me to hit the brakes. Because for me, he uses that peace, and I think for many of us, to either go, whoa, whoa, or for us to look for it, to find it, and go, that's the direction. And I feel like this is what's taking place. A door had been opened, but he didn't feel peace there. And so what he did was then he went to Macedonia, and we'll read in just a second. But talking about this peace effect, listen to Philippians 4 says this, starting in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. There's that word always again. And I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near, and do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, we're looking for the Lord to lead us. Look for the peace effect. Where is the peace on the situation? You know, in our home, one of the things that we do when we need to make a decision, Michelle and I will often ask, hey, do you have peace in this? Where, where is the peace? And there's been some times, I'll be 100% honest with you, where you're trying to fabricate peace because what's before you is something you really want to do. 
right? I think we should buy season Atlanta Falcon tickets. And then you see the season, you go, what? No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you, but you, you see something, you go, man, I really want the peace to be on this. But we'll ask each other all the time, do you have peace? Is there, is there peace residing on this? Because if there is, we're sure that the Lord is heading us in that direction. If there's not, because that peace has so much power, it can lead you through things that circumstantially look like you, you shouldn't be going that way. When we lived in um, Texas, there was a place called, I think it was called Brazos Bend Reserve. <laughs> I don't know if, this is the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Not, not completely, but one of them. It's up there pretty high. And it's this big, yeah, it's this big pond, right? It's just a big pond, but the thing about it, it's full of alligators. And they're not like on leashes or chains. They're roaming free. So when you walk to start walking this little park, it says, warning, if you hear a hissing, stop. I'm like, what? A hissing? So as, yes, we went on it. So as we're walking through this park, you can actually hear some of the alligators in the water eating turtles. You hear the crunch and the snap. And then you're walking down the path, and up ahead, I'm not kidding you, is an eight-foot alligator that stretched across the path. And I'm like, I have no peace going this way. <laughs> Haven't had peace here. I'm pretty sure I didn't have peace over there. We're going to the car. But people go there all the time. People go there all the time and watch the alligators do their thing. I'm like, man, that's crazy, right? So it's upon us to look and to go, Lord, would you guide me in peace? Would you reveal to me where I'm supposed to go? Would you show me? Because the peace effect has, I believe, has power to reveal to us, hey, stay away from this or move forward. Some of the decisions I've made in my life looking back, whether it was going out and planning a church, whether it was moving here to Atlanta, Georgia, man, I clung to the truth of, Lord, I need you to show me peace. I've shared this story with you guys before, but I remember when the Lord opened the door for us to come here. And Greg and I were friends, and uh, we had a conversation. And in the midst of our conversation, when I was sharing with Greg uh, what I felt like the Lord was saying, and he told me what was going on at the specific time that I called, there was such a sense of peace that hit me, I actually covered the phone, I looked at Michelle, and I said, we're moving to Atlanta. And then we continued with our conversation. Because I, I, you guys know this well, so when that peace hits, and you've got like the door open, you've got the clear path ahead of you, and it's like, hey, let's go. And it doesn't matter if it's raining or storming or there's a cliff on this side, or it's dark over it, you, you've got clarity, you've got peace, and it's a runway for you to run down to follow what the Lord is speaking. And when I look back at some of those big decisions of my life, when I look back at where I was asking the Lord, Lord, would you give me that peace that surpasses all understanding? In other words, regardless of everything that's around me, regardless of this whole COVID situation, regardless of the tension, regardless of whatever it is, Lord, I need that peace because then I know that, that this is the direction for me to go. I know that this is what you're showing, where you're showing me to head. And so in verse 12 and 13, he talks about that. I still had no peace of mind because I didn't find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and I went to Macedonia. Let's pick it up in verse 14 and this is where we're gonna spend most of our time. This is what he says. But thanks 
Oops, where am I? But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. And I just want to stop there. The biggest thing for me is he says, but thanks be to God who always leads us. That's amazing to me because in the place of not having peace in a location, his response is, but thanks be to God because I'm being led by his peace. Thanks be to God because this is the door that he's opening. Thanks be to God because even when it's no peace in this direction, you can still say thanks be to God because he's leading me. Because the truth is he always leads us. He always leads us. So let's look at this. He always leads us. How does he lead us? He leads us in every season. He leads us in every season. Every season we find ourselves, he is trustworthy. Whether it's difficult or whether it's easy. I'm reminded of Isaiah 30 that says, whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's the Lord that we serve. Whatever season we find ourselves in. There was a time in my life going back to when Matthew uh, was really little. We were living in Hanford, California. Anybody know where Hanford is? I didn't think so. Yeah, it's a small little town south of Fresno. But that's where Matthew was born and we were living there. And we were looking, um, I was looking for where am I headed for a job. I knew I was called into ministry. But um, for various reasons I thought I don't know if it's supposed to be now. And so I was working for a financial company, and they said, hey, look, you're really doing well. We'd like to give you a promotion. And I said, okay, what kind of promotion? And they said, well, we'd like to give you your own branch. And I was like, great. There's only one problem. There's only one branch in Hanford, and I know the manager who runs that. Are they leaving? And they said, well, no, it's, it's not here in Hanford. And I said, well, where is it? And they said, it's in the Bay Area. It's over by San Francisco, a town called Santa Rosa. And I had already been told from my boss that, hey, if they offer you, just remember, you can't decline too many, otherwise you're gonna be that guy that doesn't wanna go anywhere and you start, stop getting offers. So I said, you know what, let me think about it and pray about it and I'll let you know. So I went home to Michelle and I said, hey babe, you know, this is what they're, they're saying and she goes, would you wanna move to Santa Rosa? I go, no, I don't really wanna go there. It's really expensive, Bay Area traffic, all of that stuff. And she said, well, what should we do? I said, well, I don't, let's pray about it. And so we had the whole week to kind of talk about it before my general manager came back. And so we decided that what we would do <clears throat> is make a list. And if all of these things, 65 of them, were fulfilled by the Lord, then we would go ahead and make this move. I can't be the only one that makes lists, right? <laughs> if you don't like it, you come up with 6,000 things that he's, you know, if you like it, just one. I just need one, one thing to be fulfilled. But we made this pretty exhaustive list, and I'll be honest with you, some of it was a little silly. But I was so sure that we wouldn't get past the first part of it because we said, well, if we're gonna move, then you know, I want Michelle to be able to come home and not work anymore. So take my salary that I was making and what she was making working for a bank and put it together, well, they gotta pay me this much. And you can look through their little book and see how much managers get paid, and it wasn't in there. So they were gonna have to pay me way more than they did any other manager 
And, but I thought, well, if you want me to go, this is what it's going to take. So we put out these things, and so I went and met with the GM, and I said, hey, we'll consider it. And he goes, well, why don't you go down there and check it out for a couple days? So I went down, just like I thought, lots of traffic, busy. The people there were great. But I already had set in my mind, where this can't be what the Lord wants us to do. We just started doing youth ministry in Hanford. Everything was going great. So from there, we... I went back and, and he said, okay, let's talk. We, we want you to take the branch. And I said, okay. And he goes, what do you want? And so I just threw the number out there like it was casual, $10 an hour works, you know, kind of like that thing. This is a long time ago too. And he, he just about fell off his chair. He looked at me, he goes, are you serious? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you would be the highest paid manager in the company. And I'm like, Yeah. Come on, just tell me no, and then I can scratch off all the other stuff, and we'll stay where we're at. And he goes, so you think that if I sent you there, you could do this, this, and that? Yeah, I mean, that's, why so much? I said, because I'm going from Hanford, small little cow town, and you're wanting to move, move to the Bay Area. You do the math. He goes, that's fair. He's, so he comes back the next day, and he goes, I got an answer for you. I said, yeah, he goes, when can you move? I said, <laughs> What? He said, not only are we gonna pay you that, but we're gonna guarantee you a first year bonus that gives you almost 15% more than what you asked for. Wow. Wow. I'm like, where's that list I threw away? <laughs> so I went home, I said, babe, this is serious. They, they went ahead and said they were gonna pay me what I asked for. Well, what do we do now? I said, go find that list. <laughs> so this is no joke, we drove down there, and the list was compromised of all kinds of things like um, we got to find a nice home and a nice area, according to our standards. We needed to find a really good church. You know, um, there needed to be promise of advancement. They, they needed to pay moving expenses, um, all my travel. And I remember the last one that we had on this list of stuff, the last one was there needed to be a good Christian radio station. Because that's important when you're taking a job, right? Exactly. So... We're going around checking these things. We find a great church, and through our conversation, I knew a couple people, and they're looking for someone to do uh, marriage ministry, which is what Michelle and I had been doing. I mean, all of a sudden, everything's fitting together, and I'm trying everything I can to not let it fit together. <laughs> and then we're sitting in the hotel, and I look at Michelle, and I said, I, I think the Lord, I, th I actually think the Lord's showing us we need to move here. And it wasn't just everything being done, it was, the peace that was on this. And she goes, I, I thought we didn't want to move here. I'm like, I, I don't, I just can't deny. She goes, let's pray. So she grabs my hand, we go to pray, this is no joke, and the alarm clock in the hotel room goes off, and guess what it's playing? It's a Christian radio station. <laughs> and you might go, Tom, you're crazy, and I might say, I know. But seriously, everything in our list was checked off, and we moved there. And hindsight's 2020, right? All of this, I believe, was for God to get me to a place where he said, Tom, you now have everything you want. You're the branch manager of a financial company. You're living in a three-bedroom golf uh, condo on a golf course. You have a brand new truck. You've got plenty of money. You don't, you, when you do your bills, you have a surplus. Blah, blah. He goes, God's going through all this stuff, and then the Lord asked me one day, why aren't you happy? I said, I don't know. It's a little conversation I had with the Lord. And I said, why am I not happy? 
And the Lord said, because you're not doing what I've called you and gifted you to do. So I went home. I said, Michelle, come here. Shut the stove off. I sat her down. I said, I need to take you through what the Lord just showed me. And so I, I said, I'm not happy, babe. And I know you're not either. You know why we're not happy? Because we're not doing what the Lord has called us to do. So I had to go back. This is two and a half months into my brand new job that they paid me all this money and gave me, they even gave me an envelope with cash saying, hey, in case there's expenses, we don't know. And I'm just gonna give you a little of this testimony because it's gonna take way too long. So I go back, I get with my GM and I said, hey, look, um, I need to give my notice. And he was like, excuse me? I said, I need to give my notice. And he goes, are you going to a competitor? Because we can pay you more. Yes, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to competitor. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm going into the ministry. And he goes, the what? I said, the ministry. He goes, like a priest? Or, and I said, a pastor. He's like, but you're not going to competitor now. And he goes, well, that's okay. He said, look, you just gotta pay everything back. And I was like, okay. So Michelle and I prayed. I said, Lord, you've revealed all this. Somehow you're gonna do it. No, no joke. My contract was missing one page. No other contract had this page missing except the one I signed. You know which one it was, was missing? The one that said I had to pay everything back. The book was made in air without that page in there. So he looked at me and he said, I, clearly whoever you're serving has made a way for you. <laughs> he said, I, I'm just gonna let you go. We're good. I never had to pay anything back. The lease we just signed, the owner called me and said, why do you need to get out? I told him, he said, just let me know when you gotta go. Every barrier in front of us to get to the place we needed to go, the Lord obliterated. Why? Because he always leads us. Whatever season we're in, and whatever season you're in, he always leads us. Always. Regardless of the season. In a good season, everything's wonderful. In a hard season, in an uncertain season, like the one we may find ourselves in, this is the truth. He knows. And in every season, he will lead us. Amen? He always leads us. The second thing, not only in every season, but regardless. Regardless of. And you could put all the things in here, but the main one for me is this. No matter where we are, no matter if we're weak or strong, whether we're distracted or focused, whether we're in fear or walking in faith, whether we're trembling or we're full of peace, whatever it is, he leads us regardless. Jesus is longing to lead you. You're only an ask away. There have been times when I've struggled with what I'm facing and I go, Lord, man, I, I, I need to hear from you, but there's so much noise of what's going on. I, I'm afraid and I, I just push and I keep asking him, show me the place of peace, Lord. Show me how you wanna lead me through this. Because God never comes to a place where he goes, sorry, Tom, you got yourself into this. You gotta get yourself out. If I was God, I might say that. Aren't you glad I'm not God? It's him, and he always leads us. That's the foundation of this whole thing. He always leads us. Look at James 1, verse five. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all, listen to this, without finding fault. That's one of my favorite passages, because it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, and then 
it could, it does, the next sentence doesn't have to be there, it's, and it will be given to you. What the next sentence does is show the character of God. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, and it will be given to you. That's the sentence. But the writer goes, but I want you to know what kind of God you're asking. You should ask God, what kind of God is he? Who gives generously to all without finding fault. See, it's not based on my failures. It's not based on what I did in my past. It's not based on the last decision I made that I messed up. It's not based on any of those things. It's regardless. He always leads us. In the midst of wrong decisions, I can go, oh, geez. Lord, I need you to lead me out of this mess I've created. He goes, let's do this. He doesn't back up and go, man, sorry on you. He doesn't do that. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. And as we're singing this morning, I'm like, gosh, the worship team just sang my whole message in worship this morning. Regardless of. And don't allow the enemy to steal this from you. This truth, he gives generously to all without finding fault. Because he likes to try to whisper, oh, he wouldn't do that for you. Don't you think he remembers what happened last week? Don't you, you just got angry and you're gonna ask him for help now? Come on, it doesn't work that way. The enemy just, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? That's what he wants to do. He wants to steal that truth away. This truth who gives generously to all without finding fault. That's him, he's generous. So he doesn't look at your failures or faults to determine whether you should get something or not. Isn't that good news? It's amazing news. And then lastly, he always leads us in pleasant or two pleasant places. Two pleasant places. The places he takes us, I found, are pleasant. They're good places. Listen to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. That's a great place. That's where he leads us. Psalm 16. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. There's something interesting about verse six. He says, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Let me tell you something. Each one of us have boundary lines in pleasant places. If you go, oh, Tom, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I have boundary lines in pleasant places. You just haven't found the boundary lines because he's given us boundary lines that have fallen in pleasant places. See, when the Lord leads us, he leads us to a place that is pleasant. When I take the reins and lead myself, <laughs> that's when I end up in a mess, right? But it's he that always leads us, and he leads us into pleasant places. You know, if I jump back to the, the original passage um, that we were saying, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. Does that sound like a pleasant place? Sure does. Sure does. And then as a kicker, he says, and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Everywhere. Now, I don't know, honestly, I don't know how my daughter does this. My youngest daughter, Katie, when she's hungry, 
she can smell a Chick-fil-A from two miles away. <laughs> I'm serious. Put the window down, and she'll go, oh, Chick-fil-A. I'm like, where do you see Chick-fil-A? I can smell it. Right? And I'll go, well, look it up. And no joke. Hey, there's one a mile and a half down the road. I'm like, you gotta be joking. There's something about certain aromas. I like to say they grab us by the lapel. They bring us close and they say, do you smell me? Right? When my wife puts on her perfume and she drives my car instead of hers and then I get back in the car and I sit there, there's, there's an aroma of my wife there. And when I sit in there, I take a deep breath and I think my car has never smelled this good before. Right? And so the Lord not only leads us always, but then he uses us to be the aroma of Christ everywhere we go. He uses you to spread love everywhere you go, to be humble, to, to express kindness wherever you go. You get to be the aroma of Christ. You get to be that scent that somebody else catches. He always leads us always leads us. So I wanna do this. I'm gonna ask the worship team if they would come up. Because for me, one of the things that I wanted us to do today, I know for some of us this is a great reminder. I know for some of us we're in a, in a place where, where we're thinking, gosh, I, I don't know. I actually am in a position right now where I need the Lord to lead me out of. You know, we find ourselves in all different places but this I know, he always leads us. Jesus longs to show us, to share with us, to talk to us, and he's only an ask away. And I'm so grateful that whatever scenario I find myself, whatever hardship I face, whatever uncertainty that lies before me, whatever, whatever, I have the opportunity to take a moment and to ask and say, Holy Spirit, or Jesus, what do I do with this? Where do I go with this? How do I handle this? And you know what I found that's so funny? Sometimes the this, the circumstance, the shortage, the difficulty, the sickness, whatever it may be, tries to get so loud. And I just keep going back to the same thing. I keep reminding myself who he is. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. We can count on him and he will lead us. And lo and behold, every time, pushing through whatever's before me, the Lord speaks and he gives us direction. Do this, walk like this. There's a whisper and a voice behind you saying, go this way. So what I wanted us to do this morning in closing is this. The worship team's gonna play for a little while and I just want you to take a moment. Would you go before the Lord? Would you consider, if you have an area in your life where you're like, man, I really need to be led in this area. It could be a position, someplace where there's anxiousness or fear or uncertainty. Let's take it to the Lord this morning. Would you personally just go before the Lord and go, Lord, I, I need you to lead me in this. And then would you spend a moment listening back on how he tells you or what he tells you to do? Can we do that? We'll spend just a, a, several moments doing this as the worship team plays. And then after that, I'm gonna come up and, and close us in prayer. Let's do that right now.
Lord, we thank you so much for the truth of your faithfulness, of your trustworthiness, how good you are. Father, we thank you that you always lead us. You open doors, you guide us, you highlight paths, you move things out of the way, you move things in front, you, you shift our circumstances, you cause us to see differently. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And Lord, over all the areas that we lifted up to you today, God, give direction. Blow mountains away that stand in the path of where you want us to go. Open provision in Jesus' name. Help us to see clearly, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your amazing goodness. And I thank you that today, even as we've talked about testimonies, many testimonies will come from this for us to add and to share so that other people can hear that and see that and ask the question, Lord, would you do it in my life? So Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness. And we thank you for this week we'll see breakthrough. We thank you that this week we'll see clear paths. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tom. What an incredible word. It's fun to be led by the Lord, no doubt. All this, uh, this next month of December, we're, there's so much stuff going on. It's going to be such an exciting and fun month here in the life of the church. And we'd love for you guys to continue to join us here in the building on Sunday mornings. Uh, so if that's you and you're here today, awesome. Go on and register. You can register for the whole month now at northlands.church slash in person. Sorry about that. Um, but we're, we're very excited. So if you're, if you're here and you're doing it, that's great. If you're comfortable and you're watching online and you're comfortable now, come join us. Uh, it's an incredible time here on Sunday mornings. Again, you can register for all of December. And I can tell you uh, Sunday the 20th will definitely be a fun day. And then the 27th again with the testimonies. It's not a day you want to miss. Next week, our good friend of the house, Leif Hetland, will be with us. Uh, so that's another just thing to look forward to for next week. Yeah, he is, uh, it's always fun when he comes and ministers. So again, go ahead and register for that now. This coming Friday, we have a business prayer meeting that I wanna invite you to. It's a Zoom meeting. The link is on the website or at northlands.church slash business prayer. Uh, if you haven't been a part of one of those yet uh, and you're in the business world, if you're, you're working Come pray with us at seven o'clock. We get to hear incredible testimonies of what the Lord's doing, how he's breaking through in people's businesses. We've heard testimonies of incredible sales. and all, I mean, just it's just been a lot of fun. And then we get to hear some wisdom as well. Uh, and then we just get to pray together. We spend 35 minutes just praying together, praying individually for your business. So we would love for you to join us on, a, on Friday morning at seven o'clock from your computer. I'm usually just in like shorts and a t-shirt. It's really easy to be there. Um, if you're new, if this is your first time here in the building, we'd love to meet you out in the lobby. It's just right through the doors right out here. You'll see that sign that you see on the picture. If you walk out these doors, you will see that. It's pretty clear. We would love to meet you and introduce ourselves, learn a little bit about you, uh, and just get to know you a little bit. 
And then, as we do every week, our, our prayer ministry team huddles up before the service. And they did that this morning, and they waited on the Lord, and they asked him, Lord, what do you want to do this morning? What is on your heart for the people of the church? And they're faithful to sit and listen. <laughs> and because he is who he is, he's faithful to speak. And what they hear, they write down, and they take note, and uh, they feel like this is what the word of the Lord is this morning. This is what he, what's on his heart. This is what he wants to pray for. We call those words of knowledge. And those words of knowledge will be up on the screens here in just a second. The ministry team would love to pray with you, pray for you. They've seen incredible breakthroughs, seen healings, just testimony after testimony. We have a big theme of testimonies today. And I encourage you, come get prayer from the team this morning. If you're online, you can fill something out on the website at, at northens.church slash prayer request. And they would love to connect with you this week and pray with you. And with that, I hope you guys have an awesome Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And we will see you back next week at 9 o'clock. Thanks, guys.